Welcome to Web37. I'm Erica Lee, the NFT editor for 137PM. We want to highlight and help you get to know up-and-comers in the Web3 space. Thanks for joining us. For people who don't know what Figure God is and haven't seen it on their timelines, um, could you just please give us the story from how um, Jess and Callum, their siblings, um, what, how everything started with your drawings? So um, the actual project itself, I was working in um, music and uh, industry, kind of the music industry and doing computer graphics for touring and, and that lot. And I was really kind of delving into um, NFTs at the time. And um, it just it felt like two and two came together. Uh, me and Callum, when we were, when we were younger, about eight, uh, we were very interested in Pokemon and we used to always draw these cards called Figagots when we were younger. Spelled differently, F-I-G-A-G-O-T. Even the name has always stuck with both me and Callum for like forever. So when I started to delving into NFTs, it felt like the perfect kind of amalgamation of doing 3D work that I was already kind of going down and kind of joining with this um idea that we've always had to do to to create a project based off these character drawings that we used to laminate and trade and basically just design our own Pokemon-esque characters and um yeah it was it was when I started going into it I kind of delved those those cards back out had a look at the ones which I remember being my favorites and um, there was one in particular a recurring kind of shape and style that I remember loving and I wanted to basically build on that, which is it's been such a kind of crazy experience to be able to um, kind of go back to your own like childhood drawings and build on it. But in a different, you're like, you're the same person. I, I drew them and me and my brother drew them when we were younger. And now I'm like here 10 years later, re kind of looking at those concepts and kind of building those back to life. So um, it's it's a special place in my heart, this product is. And it's been such a creatively freeing journey to be able to to build something that you've you've always had a connection to and to be able to combine those like 3D elements with the animations and even eventually you know now we've gone into uh, merchandise and it's kind of yeah it's, it's everything I've always loved and dreamt of wanting to to build and it's a yes yeah, it's, it's a cool place to be in at the moment and I think we're all very excited. Yeah, just to add on to what Jess said, I think it just seemed like the perfect opportunity because we were heavily involved and just looking around in the NFT um, space in like August, September 2021. And then we, we had the idea to create our own project and we were just looking like where we where we could begin with this. And then I think, I don't know who came up with the idea, but it got back on track with our figure got collection we made when we were younger and just seemed too good to be true, I guess. I love that. I love that story. And we could all definitely relate to um, growing up watching Pokemon, except, you know, not everyone has decided to make their own version of it and collection. And uh, you guys have your profile pictures and they all look so cool. Could you just please tell me like what inspired this specific style of art? Well, I think for me, I've always gone down the real, well, even in physical drawings, I always went down the realism route. So when I went into 3D and I used to do quite a lot of animations before NFTs, I've always delved into that almost realistic, wanting to touch textural um, style. So that 
it was just something that I natively wanted to bring into this project. And especially, I think as well, when I, when um, we all started this, I think 3D projects hadn't quite taken off. There was a lot of rushed, um, a lot of rushed designs, a lot of rushed textures. And it just felt like no one was doing a 3D project, which, you know, could justify the prices or, or the mint, yeah, exactly, the mint prices that they were, they were basically setting out. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's very much under the style that I've, I've, I'm naturally drawn to, realism, wanting to create something where it, it almost looks like it's tangible or you could touch it and the textures are um, just like, yeah, it's just a buildup of, of techniques I've learned over time to, and to be able to put it into a project which is now my own um, is amazing. And I think, especially with the team that I have, it's been such a, like I said, creatively freeing journey. And um, yeah. I love that. And your website just went live and it just looks crazy. Like it, I can definitely understand why you guys took so long to launch it. And it just makes me really, really want like the fit, fit not fidget, the physical version. Um, and we have also pinned um, the thread um, about your next chapter, why you guys decided to start the project as well as the medium article that goes really in depth so if anyone's interested in reading this after the space you can click it up top and so I wanted to ask how Jess and Callum just connected with Winnie and Ali then I know that Winnie and Ali are veterans in the space and um, they they got really tired of hearing people give empty promises and 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 build projects out of false hype and just they wanted to do something for them, something they wanted to make it better themselves. And so um, how did you guys just start working together and what were the main goals when you started to work together? So I think, I'll, so Ali and I originally, um, we wanted to, we wanted to rug everyone. So me and Ali thought of doing a project together just to, you know, for fun. <laughs> no, oh, kind of, no, no. Uh, so Jess and Callum were doing this together and then Ali we were all friends through kind of the cool cats kind of community Jess approached Ali to kind of help with all of it and Ali and I have been really good friends in the space for a while and I was working at Schiller I co-founded Schiller I was doing project development there and then Ali asked me if I wanted to come on and help with Figgot and then as soon as he showed me the artwork I got chills it was like watching a movie trailer it was it was the the original trailer that we put out and I the first time I saw that I went this is something else this is something completely different and I was like I'm in I'm in let's get in a call and that's how it started it it really was a funny story when we look back at that right like um you know Jess and I connected through the cool cats community back in like August so just over a year ago now um and back then she told me, you know, like, I really want to start looking into my own project and do art for myself. And, you know, I thought cool thing, but didn't really think too much about it. And then earlier this year, she's like, hey, I'd love your feedback on this uh, video I made for my project. And she showed it to me. and It was just like the craziest thing I've ever seen. And, you know, like when you said that's when we we're also looking to do our own thing. So it just, it all lined up so perfectly. The timing of it could not have been more perfect. And then, you know, we, um, we just kind of, you know, told Jess that she has no option but to take us in and force, 
force ourselves to join the team and here we are. I love that it was the cool cast community that brought you guys together. I see so many in the audience as well, so many of our friends. And so I love that. It's it's kind of like full circle. So many people that have become friends from being cool cats and now they're all doing their own thing. And I, I think that's very beautiful. And so, yeah, going back to the project, though, um, what is the main goal with Fidgetal? Could you tell us? You know, it's becoming a very popular trend nowadays. We see that with um, a lot of sneaker brands, with artifacts, with a lot of fashion collections. What does Figure Got bring that's different? Well, I think um, the idea behind bringing these digital items and this project to life is also to, to show that you can reverse a roadmap with what we're doing and to really focus on delivering products before we even minted at this point. Um, so we you know we're taking our time with it and our main focus is to really um, yeah do do things that other projects haven't necessarily done particularly well or just prove ourselves in that way mentioned reverse roadmap what do you mean by that could you could you tell us <laughs> yeah it was we we didn't even think of that term as much as uh, people caught on to it at the time but you know the I I think one major trend we've seen in the space has always been a project makes an announcement um, and then, you know, people expect a roadmap to, to see what they can expect down the line if they were to invest, invest in that project. Um, and so a reverse roadmap, essentially what we meant by that was, why don't we put uh, minting the actual collection down the line and why don't we, you know, show you what we can do before that? Um, so it's just it's just reversing what we've traditionally seen in the space. It's putting, you know, the mint isn't uh, where we start. Um, instead, it'll be a part of the process. And I think it'll just be a good way for us to create this ecosystem where we can sort of integrate everything that we want to do with, with FigureGot, whether it's the, uh, you know, the clothing or the, the toys or the, the video production. Um, so it'll just be an extended, almost like a storyline where things just sort of fit right into each other like a puzzle and just kind of work out. I've, I've got a question about the art and this is going to be interactive. Like everyone that's listening, we have the pinned tweet up on the very far right. So like literally take your phone out, open it up, go all the way to the right side of the pinned tweet and watch this video. You can watch it with sound off and as Jess is answering this question, I think it'll be valuable for you to see the actual art. So the art is so detailed and you mentioned it before and we mentioned it in this Twitter Spaces promo. It, there's so much texture and feel to these 3D models. Like there's even on one of the figure got like on the hat when the bracelet is going through, uh, there's like dust marks on the figure got and it like marks down the shine a little bit, making it feel just so much real, uh, so much more real. What is the process like? Like, I can I'll take this in a couple different directions, and then you answer whichever question really comes to mind. Like, what's your process like in the 3D modeling, and what are some of the challenges that you face while doing these 3D models? And and even if you wanted to answer, like, how did you get so good at this? <laughs> take take any of those in in whatever way that you want to. And everyone listening, please watch the video at the very far top right while she's answering this. I think it'll be very valuable. Oh, thank you so much. I, I always love it when people notice the small details in the videos because 
you know, I, I put a lot of time and effort into trying getting all these details and textures and whatnot perfect that it's always cool to, to see people appreciate them. So thank you so much. Um, in terms of my creative process, it's hard to, I guess, describe because it changes depending on what I'm doing. But um, often I'm obviously I'm inspired a lot by by films, by um, short animation, short films. And there's a lot of times where I'll, I'll reference, for example, with our first video was a very Toy Story referenced um, scene. And um, it's always it, there's always motivation behind the artwork. So there'll be something that I love as the reason why I've, I've wanted to, to do it. Or it'll be my love for Pokemon that I, I, I wanted to draw, a, for example, do the shape of the po of, of figure gods. Um, but yeah, I, my, my creative process is essentially just uh, drawing a, a storyboard on the iPad, uh, a very quick one of rough ideas and rough concepts. And then I take that into Blender and um, due to kind of doing some um, 3D modeling experience with my music industry stuff, I kind of learned kind of the modeling and um, uh, the animation styles over time. So it's, it's, it's helped all these years of kind of doing various things in 3D and art has really helped combine them all together. I also think the style of, of uh, hyperrealism was something that I focused deeply with, with my um, physical artwork. So it was always like my, my main focus was always to try and make something where you, you feel like you're watching either a, a real camera or the textures almost feel touchable. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's hard to describe, I guess, what, I, what I'm doing in the scenes. It's, it's just kind of a buildup of experience over time of, of texture, um, texture assets and um, kind of understanding various which softwares do which for example if I was doing any smoke it, I'd use Houdini or uh, Blender for um, doing the 3D and lighting side of things and then uh, editing is all done in After Effects so it's all just kind of a combination of programs that I've kind of developed well not developed I've um, learned to use over time through various jobs um, but in terms of I guess uh, the biggest obstacles I face I think that was your question um, I'd, I'd say probably sometimes the biggest obstacle is probably my own um, either wanting something to look good is more perfectionism and can obviously hinder a lot of whether I think a scene looks good enough to post or I think that um, something is buildable um, from an idea. It's I think m myself is my biggest hindrance a lot of times, but it's also, I guess you could argue, um, kind of, also a good thing um because it means that i don't want to publish things unless i think it's 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 all right to post um but yeah i hope that answered your question absolutely so at this point in the recording unfortunately hours cut out so i have to insert what i said here i was responding saying that blender is a free program and jess has clearly shown initiative to work on her craft and skill set and it's clearly paid off and i transitioned into asking What's it been like working with celebrities like KSI and Justin Bieber? Uh, do you mean like the previous, um, I guess, music industry related? Things? Right, right. Yep. Yeah. So it's, I guess, um, to kind of a long story short, after school, I, I, le I left school, I took a gap year and I wanted to really focus on artwork. I began doing physical stuff and I'd essentially just send out as many cold emails as I physically could um, just to see if I could reach one person. So it was kind of, it was kind of a domino effect of uh, getting one person um, to to believe in me because I think at the time I was 18, uh, I just left school and 
in VFX and that kind of area, it's quite hard to um, compete, I guess, against the people that have got years of experience. So I knew I was have to, I was going to have to go in, um, not asking for money, just trying to get people to believe in me in that sense. And it, it was just one of those things. Once one person um, has helped me out and and liked my work, it was a kind of a domino effect of they'd suggest me to someone else. Um, and so, yeah, it started off with with the physical drawings. I'd do commissions and stuff like that. Um, the KSI thing helped me a lot as well to get to get that outreach and for more people to then um, kind of help me um, reach whatever, whatever I needed to do. Um, and then I, it was after a while I really wanted to focus into 3D. And so, yeah, it was basically just like a domino effect, I guess, after getting a couple people um, at the start. Wow, I didn't know you started off with cold emailing. Much respect. And that's something that we a lot of us can relate to. And doing work for free, I think so many of us have started off doing that, um, aka paying the dues. But um, I'm so glad that it's ended up to where you are. Um, one thing I want to ask, also, I pinned the pants because I just love them and I just really, really want them. <laughs> um, I was wondering if any of the figure gods were inspired by the Pokemon Mew because growing up, like, I just loved Mew and it, I just feel like one, like, they kind of look, the eyes kind of look like Mew a little bit. <laughs> it, I could see why you'd say. I think um, the Pokemon I referenced the most would be Snorlax, that kind of, or oh, Kanker. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kangastan, um, Snorlax, those kind of features. I, I, it's a, it's weird to to um, try and think about what I based off when I was younger, but I'm sh I'm pretty sure those those Pokemon were quite a big influence. <laughs> Why was it important to keep it similar to what you had when you were younger? Was it a, like I'm sure that as you grew older, there are so many directions that you could take it, but why was it important to stay um, true to the childhood drawings? That's uh, that's a great question because I think when I first um, wanted to to build on this NFT collection, when I first looked at the drawing, um, first looked at the drawings, it to me naturally I'd want to create something completely different and and use that as just a very brief reference. But I think having that uh, almost like a a like a like a tight schedule of what you actually need to not it's not schedule like a tight brief of what you should change and what you shouldn't because you still want it to to reference from the original. I, I have a habit of if someone needs to make a logo in reference to something, it might be, a, I might do it a bit too overcomplicated to what they wanted or something like that. I, I definitely had those issues in the past. Um, so I really wanted this to have a really simplistic body style. I think especially in NFTs, if you overcomplicate it in a collection, you're doing yourself more harm than good because then it just becomes a very big pain having traits mixing. And um, I think, yeah, having that brief of me setting saying, yep, it needs to have quite a simplistic shape. It needs to be able to switch um, designs and switch facial features. It helped me then narrow down what I could and couldn't change. And I still wanted it to be an obvious um, reference. So then people can see that journey of how it develops instead of, saying that it was based off this character and it looking nothing like it got it got it understood and I have a question for Winnie and Ali from a business and communication standpoint what do you feel like because I know that you guys have, have have changed directions and decided to take your time what have been the main challenges and um 
I guess, even successes that you guys have encountered so far before launch? Winnie, do you want to take this one or should I go for it? Um, I think some of the uh, the biggest challenges that we're facing is that we're going against the grain of what the NFT space is used to. So a lot of people are expecting you know, like mass communications, when mint, when mint, all of this. But it's that then goes into what we've been seeing with with the roadmaps and how we expect uh how we expect a project to launch but it's the fact that we're not an nft project and that's the one thing that i will never that we are just kind of staying away from that and it's trying to communicate that i think is probably the most difficult the most difficult thing i mean we don't want to be creating hype and over hype and then getting people in the discord frustrated but it's like we haven't taken anyone's money Everything that we're doing is off our own back. And that's, I think, is staying at the ethos of it because we don't need to take liquidity out of the market to be able to provide value. And we, and that's, I think, is the main thing that we are trying to communicate. Like people getting frustrated in the Discord, oh, this project said, what's going on here? No, there's none of that. It's just we're actually trying to build something of value. And until we have something, we, we have so many things going on in the background at the moment that are just, we have some incredible things in the works. But it's not the time to communicate it. It's not the time to give hype. It's not the time to just create this falsified hype machine that we've just seen. Almost, we've also seen it kill so many projects. I remember when Wagme Interfaces just wanted to create an art project, and they just ended up not minting because because of the community. And I can go on like, I love NFTs. I love crypto. I've been here for a while, but especially during the last bull market, we saw a lot of toxicity, a lot of negativity, and a lot of ways of just going about things. I don't want to say the wrong way because there is no right way and wrong way to go about these things. But there is an ethical way. There is a human way. And we want to do it. And that's the way that we want to take it. Sorry if I just rambled for a bit there. (laughs) No, that was such a great answer. Thank you so much. And I think that, you know, when people are looking for I don't want to say projects because it's 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 a brand, right? We're looking for brands to support. You look at the team and you believe in the team and that's the most important thing, at least for me, because then you know that if you can trust these people to deliver, then it really doesn't matter if you haven't seen um, the roadmap yet or just stuff like that. Or I don't know. That's just my personal opinion, but I don't know how everyone else feels. Um, Ezra, I know you want you had another question. Did you want to add to it? Yeah, is there... I might be putting you on the spot, but is there a date for when season one launches or is that kind of still in the works and, and there's no date set? Um, I'm going to say that's still in the works. Um, so once we have that date, we'll most likely, I mean, we have to, <laughs> we'll, we'll announce it. Um, but yeah, like when you said, there's, there's some exciting things going on. Um, and once we're, you know, ready to, kind of make that promise to to everyone then that's when we'll we'll announce it amazing i th- i was like there's a 10 percent chance that it actually gets announced here but probably not <laughs> um what what is like most exciting in the web3 space right now like in the world of nfts what is something that really just gets you guys excited and and keeps you up at night in a good way like in a motivated way is there anything that really sticks out to you whoa we Every, all unmuted at the same ready. time <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're so excited i think uh, one one common thing we all have with uh with what gets us excited has been the technology and how that's being used um that's something i know 
we spend a lot of time just thinking about just, you know, using other projects as case studies, like, Hey, look how, how this project's doing it. Um, you know, they did this right. And they did this, you know, maybe we could do that better. Um, so it's always for me personally, it's the, the technology side of things. Um, I, you know, what clone X did with forging, I absolutely loved it. That's had me really excited. I've been spamming Winnie, um, trying to, you know, just like share, what, what I'm seeing and, you know, she's, she's returning the excitement. Um, so it's, it's a lot of just, uh, just finding cool things that other people are doing or cool ideas we have and just kind of throwing them at each other. I think that's, that's the best part about all of this. Is that the same for Winnie and Jess? Yeah. I mean, for me, I came into this space from a computer science background. I fell in love with just blockchain technology and just seeing, all the ways in which we can apply different, like, I'm a, I'm a slut for a good protocol, especially when it's like fashion or it's data or <laughs> brand retention. I just get, I get so excited. And I'm like, oh my God, we can integrate this protocol into, like, we can get, like, we can get a dashboard. We can do this, we can do this. And just, I get, I see, yeah, I get really excited about this kind of thing. So understanding how we can take, for me, I always say the biggest utility of NFTs is the underlying technology. And, like we always forget like how freaking rad blockchain is and there are so many ways that we can implement it to create a really cool just overall experience for anyone who wants to be involved in figure out for you know users and just onboarding as well we can because of like how cute and approachable and almost familiar like with the nostalgia of figure out it presents a really great opportunity to onboard like you know people or companies brands that aren't crypto native and then use that in a way to onboard their user bases without them even realizing that it's crypto or like being blockchain. And I think it's just a really exciting way and that we can do this without scaring off people who are like, oh, no, I don't want to go near NFTs. Don't go near any of that. I think that's the really exciting thing. The recording cut out here again. And I asked the team, what is a tool in the Web3 space that gets you very excited? Well, I think you actually touched on something uh, earlier with saying how like blender is free even on the artistic the kind of side of things um a lot of times the tools can hinder a lot of people like starting a project it, like they need some funding or or whatever but even just being able to download a free 3d software and learning a kind of 3d and, and trying to sell one of ones is such like a great introduction into the space uh, I mean, when I first joined NFTs, I was purely doing one of ones to begin with. And it taught me so much, even just minting your first artwork and going through that process on what size you need to um, kind of dimensions you need your, your artwork to be for the websites to hold it and certain platforms. And there's so much there's so much like learning out there on the Internet. It, you, you know, you don't it, oftentimes in creative subjects, you don't need uni, you don't need colleges to teach you these things. You have YouTube there's thousands of blender tutorials and it's just quite a, like a, a such an available thing that people can get started into um before we do the pro up i just want to give people in the audience a chance to come up you don't have to have a specific question it would be great if you did but if you want to just give love to the people on stage please request and we'll we'll bring you up i i have a question for first of all figure god's team is the most incredible in the space i have spent a lot of time watching and learning from every single one on the team i think you guys are doing an incredible job love the idea of like reverse roadmap which is like let's prove ourselves first and then tell you 
to also join our community. It's amazing. My question is for Jess, who I am such a huge part huge, huge fan of, like major art nerd about. Um, you mentioned earlier that, you know, you started your career in like realism and really doing uh, life drawing type artwork. And I'm just kind of, you mentioned that you then transitioned into 3D. And I'm just curious as to someone who's such an accomplished illustrator and an incredible realist artist, how did you decide to then take that into the 3D platform and or what drew you to that new medium? Uh, first thing I want to Uno reverse it and say I'm a big fan of you, Julia. So thank you so much. Um, but yeah, thank you. Um, into I think art, physical drawing was always my first passion. I think when I was younger, it was always uh, my go-to. I, I've been drawing since I don't know, is for as long as I can remember. But the, the 3D kind of stuff didn't. It's a weird story. I in year seven, so I must have been about year um, 12 or something um I didn't go on a school trip and the kids who were remained after school there's only about five of us uh got introduced to a, a a program called Google SketchUp and I just remember as soon as I was aware that you could create 3D objects in, um, and basically do art that doesn't require a piece of paper um it really I got I, I remember going home and downloading it on my really rubbish laptop and just after school every night trying to build really bad houses. And uh, that was my first introduction to 3D. So it was always like a back burner thing. It, I think art was always my main focus, physical art. Uh, but it was it was always an after school thing. I'd go home um, and just kind of chill and watch videos, YouTube videos, and try and learn various softwares for a while. Um, and it was always helpful with the, the subjects I used to take in high school as well, like um, product design and and graphic designs and the, and those kind of subjects. It always helped, um, even though we didn't necessarily learn those 3D programs, it was always a good way to showcase the ideas that you had in, in school. And uh, it was always like a, I don't know, I think I, I always just fell in love with the idea of being able to create art in different mediums, whether that be on the paper and if I didn't have the room on a particular day to be doing artwork doing basically artwork on a computer was the, the next best thing so I hope that answers your question absolutely and I really appreciate you translating your education into American terminology <laughs> thanks so much uh good luck with the project guys major fan thank you so we have Ravi had his hand up for a bit and then after we'll have data Ravi. What's up, guys? Hey. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> There's not a team I'm more bullish on than this one right here. You guys are amazing. Ali, Winnie, Jess, your art is so good. I loved I love that you broke down like the pipeline too. A lot of artists don't realize that there's so many things you have to learn just to make that kind of level of work. And the fact that you have Houdini in there. Um, that's the the ultimate cliff and, and Everest for most 3D artists. And it's amazing that you just casually throw it in there, Blender, Houdini. <laughs> um, the, the work looks amazing. The, the like To already be thinking about what it's going to look like when it's part of apparel, you guys are so far ahead. You, you're really looking at the landscape, taking your time and being like, this is a project that has long-term value and, and is something that people can actually be a part of for more than just hey, I minted, now I'm trying to flip it. It's it, This is like, these are pieces 
that you're going to fall in love with and the textures and every everything down the line. So I, I love that you guys have been in the space for a long time. And if people don't know, you know, look at look at this team because they really care about what they're doing, what they're building and where they're going with it. So it's it's a long term thing. I'm, I'm super excited to be you know, able to, to potentially, uh, you know, get a really cool one that speaks to me and then wear the clothes and be at NFT parties and be like, yeah, what am I wearing? Uh, obviously, this is figure gut. This is gonna be <laughs> amazing. The fit's <laughs> going to go crazy. This. Yes, can't wait. Writer for 137 coming up here to speak data. <laughs> thanks thanks obviously a fan of 137 and uh ever since that first trailer dropped for figure got uh i've been a fan as well um i was curious so we're you know obviously we're pretty far off from an interoperable world right so when it comes to the digital side of this digital endeavor projects always have to choose where they're going to build right so is it decentraland is it sandbox is it other side where do you go so i'm curious what digital worlds has figure got decided to build in or perhaps better yet are y'all in search of decentralized open source technological standards that are being developed so that you can prioritize the development of those interoperable assets. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of metaverses and like, you know, all the different ones that are being built at the moment. Like one that I'm a really big fan of is Webiverse just because it's because of its open source nature and just their collaborative, the collaborative nature that's going on with it. Um, there is so much potential for figure out to be integrated into some things. And it's something we're working on uh, very excitedly. So, yeah, there's something coming in that in that sense. But we can't share too much on that at the moment. <laughs> I also just want to add, there's a, there's a lot of projects that go, and um, like, not wholeheartedly. They go into the metaverse just because they want to say, oh, we're now part of the metaverse. We're now doing a game. And oftentimes, it's kind of almost become a meme to... To, to have these metaverse like environments and for them to be buggy and for them to be break to break and it's you know for people who are not in the web3 and not vast in like this air this area of technology and they don't understand that it's still quite young it's kind of a memeable thing to be like oh th this is what nfts can bring this is the game uh, that is available so i think our priority if we were to and i'm saying that loosely if we are or if we were to do um go into games it there's you know we want to we want to focus on the execution rather than the potential of um, metaverses because i think oftentimes these projects focus on oh yes we're now part of a metaverse and it, i mean that's great but it's also not something that people will continue playing if it's if it's buggy or if it isn't up to standards there's a still a huge leap between between web two game technology and web three game technology. And I think that's why we've been treading carefully into going into it. Cause it's not something we just want to do just for the sake of it. I think we want to know that it's going to work and, and we want to do it properly. That's awesome, Jess. I'm glad you mentioned that because it resonates precisely with, you know, what, what I'm trying to educate the people at my company on in terms of nobody knowing what game is going to make it in the end, right? And trying to just, you know, throw money at, at some of these projects that might not even be around in two or three years is pretty ridiculous, which kind of leads me to my second question, which when it comes to something like uh, fashion in Web3, 
I've always been super bullish on augmented reality because you're not confined <laughs> to a particular game. And, you know, when the day comes and we're all, we've all got our Apple glasses on and whatnot, like that's where I think fashion is going to blow up. So I'm curious how aggressively will y'all pursue uh, augmented reality fashion development? It's, uh, it's really funny you mentioned augmented reality because we had, <laughs> we had a meeting about it yesterday. Um, you know, following some of the, the spaces and conversations that uh, Jadu has been bringing up. Um, so, you know, that's opened our eyes. That's something we're, um, you know, starting to explore. We, you know, it is sort of maintaining this balance of not spreading ourselves too thin either. Um, but when we see something that, you know, gives us an opportunity to do something cool and, um, you know, innovative, like, like augmented reality, then we do pursue it. Um, so that is something we're starting to look into, um, you know, how we can get geolocation, um, involved, um, just as like a starting step. So, you know, maybe we could, you know, down the line have, uh, I don't know if I want to say this just yet, but you could, you know, go somewhere, um, and just have this cool immersive fear God experience. And hopefully we can bring that, um, sooner than sooner than later but uh yeah to answer your question that's something we're we're heavily looking into looking into as of this week <laughs> hope you enjoyed the conversation make sure to join our live twitter spaces every week to participate in exclusive q a's so you can be part of the next episode you can subscribe to the show on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow at NFT137 on Twitter. What37 is a 137 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.